We are not in the fishbowl. We are at the Biltmore, where the NFL owners' meetings are occurring. And we've got Dallas Cowboys heroes and zeros. With your permission, I think I'm going to put my head in the shade so I don't have to look into the sun. That's uh, that's permitted, isn't it? Or something? <laughs> uh, your comments, questions, and your criticisms, of course, always welcome um, via the brief fund. That's a super chat set up for us here by YouTube. You can also hit the like button that beats the algorithms to tell Cowboys Nation that we rule, which we do with 63,000 fish heads in Cowboy Nation. And, of course, if at the end of this 24-minute program... You guys think the shade's okay? Good, because this is bothersome to me. Um, if you decide that you uh, like the information that's presented in this program, especially if it's in an entertaining way, including a scoop du jour, would you please subscribe to what we do here? It's absolutely free. And thank you. Item, zeros to heroes. So the NFL announces um, a very important rule change. <laughs> you can wear zero now in the NFL. I think they're saying that linemen can't or something, but uh, you get to wear a zero. I don't know why it took so long. I don't why I don't know why everybody can't just wear one. And um, I do agree with the idea, as a couple of you said, what's the big deal about zero? But right after they announced it, I called the proper authorities back home in Frisco inside the star. And I said, so they lining up yet? And uh, my guy said, not yet, but they will. We, we will be getting calls. Next thing I know, there's Micah on Twitter saying, that's me. I'm agent zero. I'm taking, I'm taking zero there. That's what we should, I should just do that. <laughs> well, uh, while Micah was busy, uh, fiddling around and twiddling around on Twitter talking about zero. And while I was tweeting back at him saying, I don't know if you understand this young fella, but my friend Jalen Smith, friend of the show, when he decided to switch to number nine, which remember how controversial that was, because that's Tony's number. The rule in the NFL is if you want to change your number, good for you, but you have to buy all the merchandise. You have to pay for all the merchandise, all those old numbers on the shelf all over the world that are on the NFL so for, for real. So, uh, or in a box or whatever, in a box. Mike, uh, Jalen had to spend $400,000 to buy out the stock of his old number so he could switch to number nine. That's that's an expensive uh, superstition, whatever you want to call it. So I was explaining to Micah, given the fact that now Jalen was a popular player, but uh, Micah Parsons is probably one of the most 10 popular players uh, in the NFL. And my, my guy confirms this concept and I made this clear via Twitter to Micah, yours are going to be a million dollars. You're going to have to buy a million dollars worth of them. Well, while Micah maybe is considering this, um, my guy in the building says, guess who just called? Oh, curse just called and says, I'll take number zero. Now, I don't know if he's the first one to put in a claim for it. So he gets it or if his veteran status uh, allows him the permissions, but one way or the other, zero is going to be curse. So yeah, now you got to go out and buy your new curse Jersey, I guess. Uh, this will be a thing across the league, uh, especially you, you would think, especially with either really rich guys who don't care if they have to spend a million dollars for a number or, uh, okay. Calvin Ridley, he was the first guy to announce I'm wearing zero. And they even put out a, the, the, 
Jaguars even put out a photo of him wearing a Photoshop of him wearing zero. But he doesn't have to buy out any Jacksonville Jaguars jerseys with his old number because there aren't any because he was suspended all of last year uh, and he's new to the Jaguars. So uh, that's the way zero will work in at least one place around the league outside of Dallas. And I'm telling you, exclusive, exclusive. That's the way zero will now work in Dallas. Item, we have clarity, I think, on left guard. We got three different stories. Now, uh, Jerry, Stephen, and Big Mike, you guys need to get on the same page on this next time. But they gave three different stories um, about who the left guard is around here. Magnolia, we just need Parsons to wear a dark visor and all will be good. I think we need me to wear a dark visor. Don't you? <laughs> There's got to be a better way than this. Let's go try a better way. Hold on a second. Come here. Let's make the move. It really is. It's gorgeous, uh, gorgeous view out here. But uh, let's make the big move. Sugar, that was a gorgeous view out there. But the sun, the sun, I tell you. Well, that ain't much better. Oh, yeah, that's fine. All right. No, no, you're good. Everything's good. Yes. You are a production genius. Close enough. All right. That'll work, huh? All right. That'll have to work. You know what? There. Super work. Oh, my God. Wow. All right. So, left guard. Uh, and we got a chance to talk to Jerry about this. We got a chance to talk to Stephen about it. And then uh, today, breakfast with McCarthy, uh, which was fantastic. I hope you had a chance. I know uh, thousands of you have. Um, we're the only only place in the world that did live coverage of NFL owners meetings, um, NFC coaches press conference. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why it's just us. Um, many, not many people think we suck, but there's probably three people who think we suck, that the fish report sucks. I'll tell you one thing that you will not beat us on. You will not outwork us. And that's a fact. So Idoga, he can play left guard. And Stevens say, yeah, that, I mean, that's, we signed to play left guard. Oh, okay. Then there's this rumor going around that all three of the tackles are going to stay a tackle. Well, that would mean Terrence Steele is the backup and swing tackle. And that's what Jerry said. Then we're talking to Big Mike. And Big Mike says, well, position flex. And we're going, yeah, position flex on Adoga, who can do both. And and then, and I think Clarence Hill was hoping to kind of lead this conversation. No, he means position flex on Terrence Steele. They are investigating the idea of Terrence Steele being able to play guard. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. If if it is their view that Tyron uh, Tyron needs to start, if, if I don't, you're doing best five. I don't care how you do it. I don't care how you do best five. I don't care what. Tyron Smith is one of the two best offensive tackles of his generation. We're staying there. Um, and then the view can be: Listen, Tyler Smith is going to be that. Let's get him there. Let's let him be there. And he can become a foundational institution at left tackle. Okay, I get I get that. And so how do you then massage best five around that if you really believe in best five? And I sure do. And different Cowboy officials have said they do too. So how do you do it? Let's prove it. 
well, if if Tyron is a better tackle than Terrence Steele, I, I guess you would say he is, then let's but but Terrence Steele is a better player than Idoga, and that's more than fair, then let's see if Terrence Steele, who listen, every time they ask him to do something, he does it. And he does it well. Let's see if Terrence Steele can play left guard. One more wild card here, ding item. The TCU guard, I think his name's Stephen Avila. And again, I, I'm not your draft expert. All I do, I, what I do is ask draft experts, and that's where we gather our information. I don't really watch college film. And if I did watch college film, I'm not sure I would even know what I'm seeing. But Dane Brugler says that's a top 50 player. Uh, he is a, a gigantic, wide-bodied, six foot three, three hundred and thirty-pound guard um, from TCU. Uh, can you pick him at twenty-six? You could, in theory. Uh, Matthew McQueen, ten-dollar pitch and fish. What's up with the haters on Twitter? Um. Well, okay. So, uh, I, I will address this. Mar- Marsh is telling me, ah. Okay, so Jay Tuck uh, has been, uh, we've been connected as Cowboy watchers for a long time. And I think, I think uh, like a lot of the fellas, I think there was a time when, you know, we had communication about, hey, come on my show or hey, uh, like your coverage or whatever. And then something went awry. And I, I don't know how or I don't know what. So um, I do, I did what I do. I asked a fellow friend, mutual friend, can you give me his phone number? Uh, can you put me? And, and so I got in touch with Jay Tuck and we're good. I'm going to say this again. Oh, by the way, there's because there's three slappies out there. The last time I met, I think I mentioned big game James. And I said, what a great job he did. And he calls me the next morning and says, fish, I heard you say something bad about me. I said, no, I said something good about you. Then he went back and listened. He said, oh, okay, good. We're fine. So somebody's trying to stir up shit. Um, in in the case of JTuck, listen, he's fantastic. Uh, he's and I and we follow each other on Twitter, or I follow him. I'm sure he follows. I assume he follows me. Um, so when I say his name, that's not a negative. I'm saying he does a great job. Now to to Katie Drummond. I've been friends with Katie Drummond for ten years. I I hired him, I think seven years ago to work with me on a Cowboys project. And I think three years ago, I think I offered him a job. Um, I left it out there. I think I tried to hire him with Sports Illustrated. Katie Drummond is outstanding at what he does. And I hope, you know what? Go tell him to watch this. Cause I called him, I've called him twice cause he's upset about something. Ah, okay. Thank you, producer. I feel I am meticulous about giving credit, about hyperlinking to the original uh, person who broke the story. You hear me all the time on here saying Todd Archer said, John Machota said, Clarence Hill said. Do I not, Marsha? Ryan Broda said, Sean Sharif said. I I meticulous about it. I I don't I don't steal information. I don't borrow information. If I get it from somewhere else, I tell you where I got it. And then we can agree about it or disagree about it or, or, or kick it around. 
For some reason, KD, who did a great job breaking down the possibility of Dak's future contract, a tremendous job. He is one of the best salary cap guys in the media, KD Drummond. So I wrote a story on CowboysSI.com citing his work and linking to him. And somehow that upset him. I don't know how. I don't know why. I've called him twice in the last six months. Uh, the last time I was in Washington, uh, KD and I went drinking and had a and, and took a bunch of Cowboy fans with us and had a fantastic time. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, I'm bearing my soul here. I don't have a problem with some of the people that seem to have a problem with me. But what I do is I get on the phone with Jay Tuck or I reach out to him, whatever. I get on the phone with Big Game James. Uh, uh, Cowboy boss, boss is outstanding. I told Boss, you know what you remind me of? This is the highest compliment I can give because I'm such an arrogant SOB. Boss, I said, you remind me of a young me. That's his style. Uh, and I've told you, uh, we've said this a million times. Law Nation has the login code to my YouTube account. Why? Why would you give him the log? Because he helped me set it up. He helped me show how to do this. So one more time, and then I'll give up on this, Marsha, I promise you, for a while. I might have people who think I'm their enemy, but I don't have anybody who I think is my enemy. I just don't. I just don't work that way. And that's my answer. Item. So Big Mike's at breakfast with us. And the first thing he does, of course, I'm the first guy there because we had to get up. We had to get up at five o'clock and do breakfast at Fishinies, Right, Marsha? One of us did. One of us did. And so uh, so I'm down there early. And it's the, the first two people who are awake here at the Biltmore uh, were Mike Vrabel, head coach Titans, and Mike Fisher, head coach of nothing. The only two people that were up and running at five o'clock in the morning. But then here comes Big Mike getting ready for the thing. And of course, uh, the first thing he says, Fish, good morning. I said, he goes, where's breakfast? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, over there. There's some donuts over there. So he went and got himself a donut, came back and then talked about. Uh, and I hope again, I hope you had a chance to see this really proud of of the our, uh, the 75 member staff and the effort that we're, that we're putting in to our Cowboy coverage and NFL coverage and Mavericks as well. He says, I don't sleep as well as I used to because I basically I go to bed at night thinking about play calling. He says, I'm pretty sure I talk in my sleep, insinuating, suggesting that when his life's laying next to bed, she has to hear him 249, 249, call and play uh, as he's mumbling his sleep. He says when he's driving down the street in the car, he's thinking and talking about play calling. He says when he's in the shower, he's thinking and talking about play calling. He, he says it takes up a lot of your head space. And I'm telling you, Cowboy Nation, this is a fantastic thing. I said it three years ago. I'll say it today. This is not a diss of Kellen Moore. The best play caller in the building for the last three years should have been calling plays from the start. And now he will be. Item. Cowboys have a private visit with the Purdue quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, who sounds like he's from Ireland. Marcia, you want to try your Irish accent? And I like it too. Aiden O'Connell. It's the best I got. Uh, so put him on the list, um, along with TCU Max, as a Cowboy fifth-round pick quarterback. Item. 
They're also talking about drafting a kicker. Wonk, wonk. Whatever. Item. Uh, so, D'Amico Ryans is here, of course. Um, he's a handsome son of a gun. And uh, he's talking about the Brandon Cooks trade. And, of course, he's new, taking over uh, the Houston Texans as the head coach. And this wasn't his idea. This predated him. But th there was an arrangement. He, he was a good soldier there. By the way, I saw somebody put a message up saying, the Houston beat writers are saying he was a jerk in the locker room. Not the best Houston beat writer doesn't say that because the best Houston beat writer is Aaron Wilson. And he works with me, has worked with me for the better part of three years. And, and it's not true. Brandon Cooks is a locker room leader. Uh, he, he is going to be extremely positive force in the Cowboy locker room. And what Jamaica is saying is, what do I think of having to trade away Brandon Cooks? let alone for a couple of crappy picks. He goes, it sucks. It sucks that we don't get to have Brandon Cooks and that the Cowboys do. That's good news for you. Item. Why? For the rarest of times. Now, Jerry didn't no comment, the DAC contract thing, but Stephen did. Uh, no comment. Yeah, but Stephen, no comment. Yeah, but Stephen. And then he said something to the effect of, I don't want it to be front and center. Bingo. Just like I don't want uh, people who want to get in a beef with me. Is that what the kids call it? A beef? I don't want people to get in a beef with me to get front and center either. Hey, Marsha, call up this, uh, call up your tweet or your message again. Hey, Marsha, call up your message again. I just lost it. Uh, I'll, I'll address it, but I, I don't, I don't want it to be, Marsha's going to address it. You want to address it? Yeah, one from 2015. Yeah, here's here's what I here's Marsha just she just did a quick search on Facebook. Here's what I wrote about my friend Katie Drummond not long ago. You really want me to read? Sure. It? All right. Brilliant Cowboys money. It has a dollar sign. You want what, me to read it? What? Come on, chop chop. Brilliant. What what does that mean right there? Oh my goodness. Brilliant Cowboys work by KD Drummond. Premium stuff. If you're a Cowboys fan desiring to be the smartest guy or gal on the block, please read KD Drummond. That's it. No, that's that's enough. That's my enemy. I can show it to him. I no. I think everybody I believes can. you. Even the three people that don't like me like you. <laughs> Not my that's my that's my mortal enemy. That somehow thinks, or people think. I don't know who thinks it. No, thinks no. I'm uh, against uh, against anybody. Well, not you. No. No, that what for whatever reason everybody's got a reason for doing everything they do. So whatever the reason is, I don't know. I'm happy but if somebody would call me on the phone yeah, and say what like <laughs> what a concept and say fish, here's why I'm mad at you because 3 years ago you took my parking spot at at uh, cowboyssi.com executive tower. Stephen gave a good answer because I've seen some people go, it doesn't make sense that the Cowboys wouldn't talk. Yeah, it does. Look at the climate on quarterbacks. Every day there's going to be, there, there's a new story about who's going to be the next $50 million quarterback. Every day there's a new story about a potential controversy. Lamar Jackson being the one you, you think 
You think the Chargers want a controversy with Herbert? They don't want a controversy. You think the Bengals want a controversy with Burrow? You think they want this plan? Look how Lamar Jackson's thing is working in the media. It's spinning out of control. It's awful. It's bad form for everybody. So Stephen, cap man, wisely is saying, I just, I don't want Dak headlines everywhere. Dak contract, dispute, argument, Todd France meeting. He's mad at him. He slammed down the phone. I, I don't want that. It's not good for us. Cap man makes a good call there. Item, today is the anniversary of 3 to 28. Now, in uh, the first thing, when I go to hire a young sports writer, and uh, I'm always disappointed. You know, I went to journalism school. I got one year left. And then I say, okay, well, write me a sample story. And then he says, the final score of the game, Cowboys 3, Patriots 28. I'm going, they didn't teach you to put the winning score first? Come on, Missouri, Northwestern, and Longhorns. But in this particular case, we make an exception. 3 to 28. This is Patriots Day anniversary of that. Don't remind Super Bowl losing coach, friend of the show, Dan Quinn. Item. I, I tweeted this at Fish Sports on Twitter. I didn't mention who at the time because I didn't want, I'm not trying to embarrass anybody here. But Odell Beckham Jr. showed up here at this hotel for real. Now, it so, so happens he lives in the area. Or he probably lives in a lot of places, but he lives in the area. So it's convenient for him. So uh, our friend Josina Anderson, who we talked to last night, right, Marsha? Yeah. Lovely. Nobody's, nobody has a bigger, what used to be a Rolodex, whatever they call it now. Nobody has more players' phone numbers than Josina Anderson. Nobody. She's amazing. And so she's talking to Odell, and Odell tells her, I'm coming to the Biltmore. I'm going to meet with the Ravens and then whoever else. So. You know who, over the course of noon to three, he didn't meet with? Because I do believe he met with the Ravens. I'm sure he met with other people. I can pretty much tell you that based on who was hanging out at the pool, he probably didn't meet with the Cowboys, the Giants, the Jets, the Falcons, and the 49ers. Um, now, Hey, tomorrow he signs with the Falcons. Okay, great. Then, then, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stand corrected, but all the Falcons guys were, were all, you know, sitting at five feet away from us. So, I don't, so unless, so unless Odell, you know, had a one minute meeting with him and then everybody went to the pool, um, his choice of teams might be elsewhere. Ravens would be fun. I, I like the idea because I would like to get the Lamar Jackson thing solved because this is just bad for everybody. I, I like the idea that they they do something, Baltimore does at wide receiver, that helps lure Lamar Jackson into saying, okay, now I see that you're trying. Um, let's sit down and do a deal. I think that'd be good for football, uh, especially because for your sake, they don't play again. They're not in the same division or conference as the Cowboys, so what do you care? I don't. Buzz about Lamar, Falcons, and Colts. Item, A.B. Clark, we don't always need to see how the sausage is made. I think it's a good point. And I, I, regarding some of the things we're talking about tonight, you, you make a really good point. And I, I debate about it, whether you care, whether I should bother. 
Um, but I do every once in a while, especially to kind of just clear the air because somebody thinks there's a problem and I'm going, I, I don't, I don't have a problem. Uh, so every once in a while, I think it's okay to clear the air. And I appreciate you guys allowing me to do that a little bit here. Uh, Stephen Jones, item. We were talking to him and you saw this live uh, here on this program and only live on this program. He talked about in a perfect world and he used the word beef and he used the word power. And he's saying we need it. We, we would like to, in a perfect world, add some beef to the tight end room. And I do think the head coach likes that idea, too. Doesn't have to be at 26. I, I think they I think they obviously like the tight ends they have. Um, but whether we agree with it or not, tight end is definitely on this team's list. And then he talked about adding a power back to complement Tony Pollard. Now, you tell me. Certainly, the, the, the running back from Texas A&M is not a power back. What's Bijan? Power back? Do you think of him that way? I mean, obviously, he, he weighs 220, six foot 220. Uh, Saquon Barkley, by the way, I don't think of him as a power back. I think he might be up to six foot 230. Uh, so maybe in this modern age, uh, you know, you could be a scat back and a power back all in one body. That's, but it's Steven's words, uh, the perfect, in the perfect world. So you got to put it on the list. Uh, tight end, uh, we're, we're tight end guard. Yeah, actually we could, we're doing the whole draft right now. Running back, tight end guard, kicker, quarterback. And we're half done with the draft. We don't even have to show up in late April. Item. I'm going to close with this, and I appreciate you guys putting up with me as always. Uh, we will be we're going to be in Phoenix tomorrow, uh, and then back in Frisco tomorrow night. So we'll be traveling a little bit. So stick with us as best you can, and of course, get us at CowboysSI.com as well, please. We we're talking, and th this really got in depth with with uh, Big Mike over breakfast about play calling and the changes that they're making. And it was very, there, there was, it was X E and O Z, which is, I think we all like a little bit of that. And he was talking about the value of team speed. And he was talking about uh, the, the ability not just to run fast, but to think fast. Um, Larry McConnell adds defensive tackle to that list. They, they think they still think that they're going to end up being fine eventually by bringing back Hankins and Watkins. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. And he says something to the effect of, if you want your guys to play fast, give them less responsibility. And what he's, what he's really saying is, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid. What's funny is when... Micah first came here, they gave him too much at training camp. When uh, Tolbert, the wide receiver, came here, they gave him too much at training camp. So it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. Um, I, I didn't bring that up to McCarthy. Maybe I'll another time. That it, It's a great platitude. Now, do you actually do it? But he goes, if you want to have your guys play fast, he, what he's saying is give them less to think about. Give them less 
multiple responsibility all at the same time, simplify it and make them play fast. He goes, football is easy if you do that. That is the secret sauce. Now, naturally, since we're at breakfast and Mike McCarthy was looking for something to eat, his analogy had to have something to do with sauce. Had something had to have something to do with something to eat, and he got his something to eat, and then he had breakfast with us. Thank you for having dinner with us here. Thank you again for your support. Thanks for letting me get some things off my chest. Please go spread the word on a couple of things. One, what we do here, uh, cowboy content from inside the Cowboys, and then also if you would spread the word that that uh, hate, if you're a hater, just just call me, and and we'll talk it through. I promise. Love you, fish.